0: He's here. He's back. Hey, where'd the audience go?
1: I'm back in action. It's the five count. Hi. Hello.
0: How are you? How's it going? Just really so great. How
1: are things? I'm so happy to be here with you tonight, Dust. You are looking handsome and beefy as usual. I cannot believe it. I feel like maybe it's a
0: shame, really. I'm a bit too beefy to just be on an audio medium. I agree with you. We should be filming, we should be like on location, we should be out, like maybe kinda like a like the Pope has his own Pope Mobile. Sure. Where we just go around on a flatbed with a big dome around me. Uh-huh. And we do the show that way. Yes.
1: Something to think about. I'm thinking about it right now and I'm not sure why why we aren't doing it currently.
0: Well, it's currently not in the budget currently.
1: If you're listening right now and trying to envision this You should have been at DQ tonight when Dust walked in. It was ridiculous.
0: Man, I just have to give you a bit of a heads up here. I got some major Orange Julius gut rot.
1: Dude, we went to the DQ. There's a DQ in this town, the town in which we live. It's uh, short for Dairy Queen. Yes, there's a DQ that's right across from the high school, and it's just historically young chicks working there all the time and dusty barely can get in and out of that building i'm telling you they they just flock when he walks in it's like oh there's, there's that guy again oh, oh, it's just freaking out wanting autographs pa- passing out fainting someone fainted into the mr misty freeze like cooler thing i had to resuscitate it was ridiculous and
0: unsanitary Yeah, it was. That's why
1: I went for the Orange Julius. I resuscitated, and then I ate all the rest of the Misty Misty Freezes that got contaminated because, you know, after the resuscitation, it's like, what do you got to do, you know? And then Ton had to remind all
0: of them that he went to high school with their dads. Yeah. And then they said, ew,
1: gross. Well, some of them said, ew, gross, and some of them said, here's my number, which was also weird, but it's, you know, it's fine.
0: Hey, I was just there for the dairy.
1: Yeah, he was. And very beefy. He had a, uh orange Julius with some chili cheese on the side. Chili cheese blizzard. Chili cheese blizzard. That's what he's been working on.
0: Hot eats and cool treats. Yeah, man. Mixed together. Yeah, mixed. Just like Dennis the Menace That's would eat. It's a good one. Ton, it's, it's going to be a good one, and I'll tell you why. It's a big show tonight. Big time. Big doings, as the kids say. We've got uh, not one.
1: Not three, but two exclusive interviews (laughs) on the program tonight. Not thrice, but twice we will have an interview this Exactly.
0: Wow. Interviews with Hollywood starlets. Really? I wouldn't lie to you, son. Wouldn't do that to a buddy. Thank you so much. Listen, on the program tonight, we have actress Mandy Ingber. Whoa. You might remember her as Polly from the film... Teen Witch. Ooh. Yeah, top that. Polly. Remember when Ton was in that film and he's like, I'm hot, I don't... and you're not. You remember? Ton doesn't I remember. Do.
1: I do kind of remember. Ton, do you remember who I am? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Where are we? Big D Williams. Is this the Maverick or am I Herb <laughs> Trost? You remember when I called you that on a video? That was awesome. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Ha <laughs> Big D Williams. I don't know why Williams popped into my head, but I just had to go with it. Of course I know who you are, Dust.
0: This anyway, is great bed music. Listen, Ton. I don't know why you're always talking about bed music. I'm just a friend, and that's all.
1: Well, if by bed music you're referring to me wanting to take you into that back dark room there, you'd be correct. Not
0: sure where this is going. Um, it's off going the rails, I reckon.
1: Right into that back room is where it's going.
0: Listen, uh, stay out of my back room because I'm not done talking about tonight's program. Oh, yes. Uh, Mandy Ingber's is on the program tonight. She's a yoga instructor now. Oh, wow. But I she could was, use some uh, of that. She was in Teen Witch and also on Cheers. Remember that oh, program?
1: Sure, yeah. Of course.
0: Uh, Cheers. Yeah, it was a show that every single person on the planet watched at one time. Yes. Guess who else, Ton. Elisa Donovan joins us tonight. You might remember her as uh, Amber in the film Clueless. Clueless. As if. That was a fun movie. She was also on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow. That's pretty good. She's got a new book. It's called Wake Me When You Leave. And now she's going
1: to be on the five count. It's really a big show. A lot of stuff jammed right in there. I'd wake her up when I left. That's fine. Not
0: sure what you're talking about. Ton is extra saucy tonight. (laughs) Oh, I'm just excited to be here with you, pal. I appreciate that. We've got five-count mailbag questions, and we've got good times and great oldies. Yeah, we do. Not sure what else we have. Ton was talking a lot off-air about uh, buying new television sets and internet routers and lots of dad
1: talk. It really was. You know, what it is, Dust, is you're basically my only friend. So I know other people, you know what I mean? Like I know people and people know of me, but like in friend terms, you're basically it. And this is the only time that we hang out. So, you know, it's just, you're going to be subject to an earful every time. You're the only person I get to talk to about random stupid stuff. Everyone else is like just an acquaintance. Man, if only you had some sort
0: of phone number, way to reach you, or maybe a hotline of some sort that people could call in and talk to you. I do. It's the five-count
1: hotline. Well, then what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> 507-519-2030. Call it up. Leave me a voicemail. Maybe if you just want to chat sometime, 507 519 2030, that's the number to get in contact with your local radio hunks.
0: Ton, I got some big news. Yeah. Speaking of local hunks, yeah. I've got a new track from Mankato's favorite musical combo, Moles. Yes, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Moles. They're playing at the What's Up Lounge uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. The 21st of August. I'd like to go to that, actually. Well, maybe you ought to. I've heard they got new t shirts there. Really? I should go. I hey, should go there. Listen, uh, you were going to go see Moles at the What's Up Lounge. Now,
1: word on the street is you could, might also be able to see Ton there. That would be... That's yeah. a hell of a bill. I'd give you a fist bump if you were there and I saw you or you saw me. Yes, dude. I think that'd be fun to go check him out. I like that band. Well, see you there next Saturday. And I basically have a major crush on the drummer of that band. Yeah, he's a hunk. Yeah, serious hunk. Let's hear the new track from
0: Moles and then we'll come back and Ton will talk about other appliances like maybe microwave ovens and answering machines and things like that. I'd love to.
1: Hey, this is Dave Bickler, formerly singer of survivor. You're listening to the five
2: count.
3: May I take your order, please? Yeah, I want... Get out, go! Get out, fire!
2: Okay, if you tell the world, we'll be weak. oh boy
4: What I got to say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh, don't you know I am the man, uh-huh. rock shows here in the Japan, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. have people shaking shaking my hand, uh, uh-huh. hey, girl, uh, uh-huh. better known as Ali, Ali. give me group buns and hot feet, bigger, bigger play haters, believe, believe, uh-huh. don't you know, uh-huh. gotta tell somebody, cause, cause I really need
3: somebody, uh-huh. tell me I love somebody.
0: your horsies ton we're back they're fully held are you that somebody holding those horsies welcome back to the five count it's really a wonder that a show like this exists locally for free every week for your enjoyment it's really wonderful i think is what you're saying i'm just flabbergasted that somebody hasn't swooped in and offered Ton a lucrative contract to jump ship to a rival station. Oh, I'd jump real quick. Would you? Would you oh, take yeah. the plunge into the commercial realm? I would
1: just go straight for it. Well, how lucrative are we talking about? Uh, commercial radio in Mankato? Yeah. Not very. Well, then I'd think about it.
0: Just saying, as a buddy and as a person who has had some experience in commercial radio? Yeah. yeah. 15 years, give or take? Yeah. Uh, You probably made about as much babysitting in high school as you would uh, starting. And when I say starting, I mean staying, because that's entry level is usually right where you peak, pay-wise. Okay, then I would say no. You're used to making roughly 60 bones an hour, give or take? 67 bucks. Plus a time and a half? 67.35. 67.35. An hour. You'll make that maybe in a day. Wow. If, the twin, if you're running a Twins game and it goes into extra innings, you might All make that. Okay. Think it over. Dude, I'm staying right with you. Dude, I've got five count mailbag questions and who's whozits. If you're interested. I am. I love this idea. I have uh, some correspondence from a guy named John who lives in New Ulm. John, what a guy. What a guy, that John. He says it was in the paper. His friend Dave will be there next week, which I think maybe means this week. This guy, Dave, paid for all the seats in the movie theater in New Ulm so people could see his movie. What? The movie is called Nine Days. In case you want to Google it. Wow. Wow.
1: This weekend?
0: I'm not sure when this was sent, but... ah, uh, what a bummer. Uh, you probably missed it and or you were not invited, but just know that it is happening and you're not there.
1: I'd like to be there. Why don't we go there? Well, what day is it? John, can't you give us the extreme details? Just call us up, 507-519-2030. If you're listening right now, John, please.
0: Hey, did you see new Suicide Squad movie? No. Was pretty good. Really? John Cena in it. Sly Stallone as a shark. As a shark? What do you mean as a shark? He's a shark. He's a shark. Like a lone shark or like a ocean thin and teeth shark? Yeah, I'm not sure I am following. Brown County Fair starts Wednesday the 11th, ends Saturday the 15th. That's today on both counts. Wow. Today's Wednesday and Saturday at both. Yes. Figure that out. Figure it out. I think there's less than 10 Phantom Motorcycles. Let's go. That's all for now. Four to five count. He types like Prince.
1: Wow. John. What up? Dude, let's go there. Brown County. We can't. Why? Because it's over. No, it's not. It's also Wednesday. Let's go there tomorrow or, or the next day. What damn day is it? It's all of those days. I'm saying we could go there. What are you saying, Ton? And why are you saying, saying it so aggressively? Yeah, we could go there. Why can't you
0: just be a cool guy? I'm trying to be cool. You remind me of my stepdad when we were fishing and my bobber went down and I didn't catch it in the first five seconds.
1: Yeah, except I'm asking you to go to a fair with me, not being a jerk, saying, Grab that hook! Grab that line." What are you doing? Comes off the same. I'm just saying, dude, let's go to the fair. Makes me just as nervous. Don't you wanna to go to the fair and go to that movie for free and hang out with John? Fair is fair. That's what Billy Jean always says. I know. I just watched that movie recently. Hey Ton. In my basement on a nineteen inch. What are we talking about here? A nineteen inch tube television, Sony Trinitron nineteen inch.
0: Oh yeah. Billy Jean. Ton has the top of the line and entertainment and equipment. From 30 years ago. From
1: 1987,
0: yeah. Speaking of, Ton, I got some exciting news that I'm excited about, and you
1: should be, but probably aren't. I love, by the way, that you send me snaps of just turning a Sony tube TV on and off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, what's your news? Ton, I have recently
0: come into possession of every episode of the television show, the fish masters
1: yes dude yes i know i know i also received snaps of that show you would never you can't even
0: understand how excited i am about that
1: i know i can't
0: i tried to explain it to other people in my household and it's just like you don't understand you, they don't I'm just i'm just
1: so it's something it really is so it's all digital, right? It just got sent to you, is it all, is it like on a thumb drive or a hard yes. drive? One of the fish masters sent it to me. I'm sort of friends
0: with them. Yeah. I mean, like, they probably wouldn't hang out with me if we lived in the same town, but yeah. I mean, they give me the time of day. They would hang out with you, dude. So it's like, it's one of those weird things. Kind of like when you were growing up and you loved Justin Bieber, and then suddenly like you were on the same softball team with him or something.
1: Um, Justin Bieber wasn't alive when I was growing up, but that's it, okay. It, but it's the same thing. It's, as you understand what I'm thing. saying? Yes. I understand what you're saying. Sorry.
0: Maybe not. I'll put it in ton terms. Uh, like Gerardo, let's say.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes,
0: dude, I hear you. You grew up worshipping Gerardo, okay? yes. And then somehow, down the road, you find yourself at the same PTA meeting with him or something. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things where the universe is like, hey, you know what? Here's a little something for you. Here's a little something. You put up with so much. Dude, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? I really am. The Fishmasters is a television show. We reunited the Fishmasters on the five count. It's been a while, but it's on our website. You should check it out.
1: Isn't that interesting to think about, too? Just that whole idea. I remember that being a big deal to you when we made that happen. And then I was thinking to myself, like, how does a couple of dudes make a TV show together together? And then just like go their separate ways for years. How does that happen? Hopefully it doesn't happen to us someday. I mean, I can't envision it. I was
0: nervous. I know you were. I've, prob- I've interviewed outside of this show, just in my life as a broadcast journalist, interviewed thousands of people at this point. Yeah. I've been nervous a handful of times. Once, uh, when I interviewed Johnny Rotten, because I was worried that he was going to tear me apart. Yeah. Luckily, he was actually a nice guy. Yeah. The Fishmasters was another time when I was just like, I hope I don't sound like a 12-year-old nerd freaking out.
1: <laughs> but you did, kind of. And I, Yeah, I probably... Yeah, and I'll let you mention it. And you were you were most definitely the most knowledgeable like interviewer they have ever encountered most definitely you know what i'm saying like you knew everything like you you probably knew their answers even as they were answering the questions
0: i gave off some like mark david chapman vibes yeah like man i hope this guy doesn't shoot us after the interview
1: (laughs) at the end of the interview i'm pretty sure they expected you to show up at their doorstep right away i got the address now. A couple of cans of soup. No,
0: couple of cans of Fishmaster Brew. Yes!
1: Look at that.
0: Anyway, Ton, uh, I'm, I was excited to share that news with you. No one else listening probably gives a rip, but, you know, whatever. We've been on the air for 28 years, so yeah. you get what you get. I'm happy for you, man. Hey, I'm happy that we've got two exclusive interviews on the program tonight. Coming up, Mandy Ingber. Awesome. From, from Teen Witch. Gonna that. Be fun
1: i don't think i can right now
0: have you watched teen witch lately i know you like not, teen
1: wolf not lately i think i've seen teen witch
0: that's not an acceptable answer Tony. but i haven't watched it lately you need to say i definitely have seen teen witch and i definitely watch teen witch often that's what you meant to say
1: I'm w- constantly i was watching it just before we came here in the car Let's hear our interview with Mandy Ingber, shall we? Do it.
0: We're on the phone today with Mandy Ingber, former actress. You remember her as Polly from the film Teen Witch. She was also Annie Tortelli on Cheers. But right now, she is a yoga instructor, and her program is called Yoga philosophy Hey, Mandy, how you doing today?
5: Hi, Justin. I'm good. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yep, I can hear you just fine. Okay, good. Thank you so much um, for for joining me today. I really appreciate it.
5: Of course, um, it's my pleasure.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, you've been involved with something for quite a while now uh, called Yoga Philosophy. Can you tell the listeners a bit about it?
5: Oh well, um, uh, Yoga Philosophy is actually my brand. Um, I started teaching. I started uh, in the uh, area of health and wellness really when I was a child, but I started teaching, um, in 1996 and, um, it just sort of organically evolved. Um, it was essentially a body positive, uh, way of looking at health and wellness, um, coming from a background of being, uh, an actress in the eighties and also the messaging of the eighties. I, um, I developed an eating disorder really also from my, my childhood and, um, and as I got older, I started to um, po- sort of, I gained weight, <laughs> and then I um, started to positive message myself into shape by accident <laughs> when I became a teacher, and then that just kept expanding into other areas. So I started as a spinning instructor, um, and then I became a yoga instructor and uh, adapted my um my body positive philosophy into the modality of yoga, and that expanded. I, I have a yoga workout on. Uh, it's actually a download now, but I self produced a DVD um, called Yoga Philosophy, which is a yoga workout. So yoga meets fitness, basically, or yoga meets toning exercises. And then I expanded that into um, a book called Yoga Philosophy: Twenty Eight Days to the Ultimate Mind Body Makeover, which is a New York Times. Bestseller, and uh, it's a 28-day program for uh, basically. It's kind of like a, the artist's way or a creativity book meets a wellness book. Um, and then there's another book called Yoga Philosophy for Inner Strength. So it's basically my brand.
0: Yeah, that's excellent that everything's working out so well. How did you get into um, into yoga in the first place? Was it just kind of, uh, you know, the circumstances and you, you kind of found yourself maybe stumbling into it or, or was this kind of something you wanted to do your whole life?
5: No, yoga really is something I probably never would have wanted to do. My father was very into it, and it was kind of my – when I he brought it into – I grew up in Los Angeles in the 70s, and so, you know, my dad was really cutting edge. He was into things that people are just discovering now. So I was exposed to things very early, and um, for me, it was kind of a way to get my father's attention or try to understand him better, so I would assume the position – Um, and, uh, it just sort of, I always consistently, uh, had a practice since I was a child. And, um, then later when I became an adult (laughs) and after my acting career, uh, I just, I was already exercising sort of a, a lot and I was looking for what my next thing was. And I just sort of fell into teaching among other things. And it was really obvious Um, I started off as a, as a spinning instructor and I became a very, I was sort of like that guru spinning instructor, you know, like I was sort of like, whatever I was, I was, uh, before Peloton, I was like one of those Peloton gurus and, uh, and then it just kept evolving. It was just a very organic, uh, process. And, and the thing that made it very public was, uh, when Jennifer Aniston, uh, started talking about me. And so then I, you know, she kind of pushed me out onto the, um, you know, onto that, playground which is you know being public again um after having been an actress it really wasn't what i had intended when i uh, went into fitness i wasn't planning on becoming like you know known for that but um it worked out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great you mentioned the uh, you know the dvd and the instructional downloads now and new york Times best-selling author i mean and you've got um lessons that you teach or yoga sessions uh, over skype maybe for some of the listeners who might want to give it a try
5: Oh, well, you know, I did do a few sessions um, during this last year, because obviously things were so locked down and, and uh, kind of we were on one hand, we were less accessible to each other. And then on the other hand, there was like, I could suddenly connect with people, you know, in across the world. So it's kind of an interesting thing that happened there. So I did a, f- a few like special classes, but um uh, if people want to reach me, they can uh, find me, you know, through social media on Mandy, you know, Instagram, I'm Mandy Ingber, on Facebook, I'm Mandy Ingber's Yogalosophy. And, um, they can always look at Mandy com if they want to know inf- more information about how to get in touch with me.
0: Excellent. I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, your acting career, pretty successful acting career before you started, uh, in the, the fitness career. And, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of now being back in the, in the spotlight again, it's kind of interesting how things, uh, turn out, but what was your reason in the first place behind, uh, you know, deciding to leave acting?
5: Um, I don't know if it was actually like an official decision. Um, but you know, life kind of moves you in certain directions. I, um, it was, I mean, you know, it was really, uh, a, a couple of tragedies that caused me to pivot. Um, but um, but also a buildup. It's funny because you know how right now Simone Biles is in the news, you know, with the uh, with the kind of stepping out of her gymnastics competition sure. and um, like stepping aside. I-, I think that it sort of was a combination. It was a buildup psychologically. I think that I, um. You know, I started acting when I was uh, actually fourteen is when I got my first job. I did a, a Broadway show called Brighton Beach Memoirs. I was in the original company, and that was like a huge deal for me because my family wasn 't in the business. It was something that I really looked to um, I, I just uh, I went for it myself you know and I luckily I had the support of my family but um, I just uh, kind of catapulted myself through and kind of, I think I thought that I could sidestep, um, the process of becoming an adult. I think I thought that, um, I, I knew what I wanted, you know, at a very young age, and I wouldn't have to go through that awkward early twenties phase of trying to figure stuff out. Um, so I, I, I kind of, uh, unraveled uh from a combination of things one was as i said earlier um i had an eating disorder that i was just really struggling with internally um and another was that the death of uh my my friend and co-star i did this show called my sister sam with this um actress rebecca schaefer who became my good friend and uh she actually was uh, uh targeted by her stalker and, uh, and killed. And then the following year, this is like a very uplifting story, by the way. And then the following year, I was actually, um, I was physically assaulted and, uh, my roommate was, uh, was raped and I was attempted rape. So essentially it was like this buildup of internal pressure, external circumstances. And then I just really had no choice, but to, um, kind of stop in my tracks, heal, and, um, and let, let life uh, drift me to the next thing. And that's really what happened. It was a, it was a process, but, um, that was the process.
0: Yeah. Even at that age, you know, just dealing with the things people deal with at that age is enough. But as you mentioned, you know, being on Broadway and then all the other things happening, um, definitely a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. I could see how, you know, things could unravel like that.
5: Broadway was Broadway was uh, amazing, you know, like that was a a high point. You know, I've been able to have so many diverse experiences, very high highs and very intense lows. And I think that's actually why I became a teacher. I think it's more about my um, ability to process those things and then um, sort of share about my process. You know, that's kind of just that's the kind of person I am.
0: Well, and of course, uh, around that time, you were uh, playing Annie Tertelli on Cheers, which you know every person on the planet was watching that show at the time.
5: I know it was so different back then because when you were (laughs) on a show, everyone was watching the same show. We don't really have that now, right? So, at the time, being uh, being an actress on television, even just being on, you know, even just being a recurring character like I was, everyone, you know, everyone was watching the same thing. So, yeah, that was a I loved doing Cheers. Uh, it was such a great show and I love being a part of, you know, pop culture, um, and television history, you know, it's fun.
0: Well, and on that same hand, you know, people usually think of Frasier when they think of Cheers spinoffs, but you actually uh, had the first one with the Tortellis. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's a, that's a trivia out there. Yeah.
5: That's right. We were the, uh, we were sort of the mod, we, we, uh, we gave it a test run. <laughs> we had like 13 <laughs> episodes. That was a show with, uh, Dan Hidea who played, uh, Rhea Perlman's ex husband, Nick, and uh, Jean Kasem, um, and uh, Timothy Williams, and uh, oh, what was, what was, I loved her. She was married to, uh, what was her name? See, now I'm showing my age. I've just drifted off into my own world, but, um, yeah, no, that, that show, that was also really fun because basically we, we were on the set right next to Cheers. So it felt like we were still a part of the family and it was, you know, it was the same producers and, um, writers and, uh, and then, uh, you know, Tortelli's didn't work out, um, That was 13 episodes, and then they brought our characters back onto Cheers. So a job that started, you know, like when I was 17, basically stretched through into, you know, being 21. So that was that it was kind of like my going to college. You know, for me, those are my my college classes, the uh, shows that I was on.
0: Well, Mandy, I got to say, for me, my favorite role of yours was Polly. Uh, in the film teen witch can you tell the listeners a bit about your your memories of making teen witch because i know after all these years that film is really a, a favorite of a lot of people
5: i know it's so funny it's like of all the things that i've done the one thing that like this is the pinnacle of our conversation right it's the poly conversation <laughs> which is hilarious to me like no matter what i do even i was in um you know, like I did something with Glamour magazine and I'm sitting at this table with all of these, you know, like these women. And they're like these older women and they're they're like looking at me with this look. And I'm like, they're like, you're going to think this is crazy. And I'm like, Teen Witch. And they're like, yeah, So it's, <laughs> it's just people who get that like sort of glazed, excited look in their eyes. And um, I know where they know me from. So, yeah, Polly. OK, so for those who don't know, you definitely need to Google um, top that wrap. Um, and I kind of, for me, Teen Witch was, you know, I almost got this movie called Say Anything, right? And that, at that time, that just, you know, that was like Cameron Crowe is like this real, you know, it's like this high profile movie. I didn't get that. I got Teen Witch instead. So it was like, uh, okay. Um, and then when we did Teen Witch, it was never, I never, there was never anything in the script that said I was going to, you know, rap, um, or that, uh, Even when we shot it, uh, there was no indication that my character had a crush on um, Noah Blake's character, Rhett. And it was like later on in the reshoots where we did all that. And I was like, wait a second. I was not playing that in the movie. Like, I don't, I don't, is this going to read okay? Anyway, it was basically um, the whitest 80s rap you could (laughs) ever imagine. And I am doing it. And uh, I can't tell you how many people uh, that brings joy to. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question for you. Sure. About that. Maybe you, maybe you have some insight. So, my, okay, so I'm really curious because I go, you know, people like to reenact the rap. Everybody likes to do the rap. It's, it's a thing. Why do, do you think people want to do it? Is it because it's so accessible? They think, like, I want to do that. Or, like, what is it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's gotten a lot of mileage over the years. I think for me, it's just that whole. I grew up in the '80s, and that whole time period. It just kind of reminds me of you know how things were, and you know it was okay for you know like for me, a, a white guy from Minnesota, to be uh, out there rapping and having fun.
5: <laughs> right, you're like, I want a midriff. <laughs> um, yeah. So, th- but anyway, the thing that about that particular scene was that I was not expecting it. I was. I was hesitant. <laughs> I was top that hesitant. And, um, I, uh, I was like, okay, well, nobody's ever going to see this. It's going to go straight to video and I'm just <laughs> going to throw down. And, uh, so I went for it a hundred percent. I actually went to the Valley, by the way, they had us go to the Val like deep into the Valley to record, um, to record the song, you know, beforehand. And I, I think it's very sweetened. I'm not sure that I think my voice might be underneath a couple of layers in that in that uh, particular (laughs) track that they play. And then, you know, just we, we did we actually choreographed that number like we had to go to a dance hall and choreograph that dance. It's really hard to believe that we took time like a week to develop that what we ended up with but we did and then um yeah and then we just shot that thing and it was over and I was like okay i never see it again and then cable happened and you know and then the internet happened and it just keeps getting waves <laughs> of life over the years just on different you know different modalities I don't know where it will be next uh, they may have a chip and put it in your head and they'll just play top that. I'm not sure.
0: Sure. Well, then you got guys like me asking you about it. So it, that doesn't help either.
5: <laughs> I love it. You know what? I, but here's the thing. It was my most in my mind, you know, cause I was a serious actress, you know, I started on Broadway. It was the, it was the most, like, I love being able to say, yeah, I was on Broadway, in the original company, you know, Neil Simon's writing Beach Memoirs. I was a New York Times bestselling author, but it really pops my bubble, you know, to be known for top that for the rest of my life. And that's totally cool, especially since I have had other accomplishments. But um, in the beginning, it was like, oh my God, my most embarrassing moment is public. Everyone sees it and like, I'm mortified. And then what started happening was that, it started to connect me with people. Like when I was teaching, people would be like, they would, they would be like, Oh my God, I saw, you know, top that last night. And it was like, it would just give me an instant in with people. Like um, they, it was just a connecting thing. So now how I see it is um, how much joy that I've brought to people, how many, you know, how funny it is. Um, And, and just how connecting it is really. I mean, I think that that's my, ultimate takeaway with, with top. That's why I also think it was really good. It was good for me personally to pop my own bubble of, of, um, of any, uh, you know, like uh, any sort of pompous attitude I could have, or, uh, I don't, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but just, <laughs> it, it kind of popped my bubble. Sure. And then also, um, I think I understand the movie better now too. I've seen it recently and, I saw it with an audience of 800 people, you know, and it was like drag. It was a drag queen review. This drag queen uh, peaches Christ does this, whatever they do a review and they do a musical expression of all of the different songs. And it was it was amazing to see like the drag queen dressed as me doing my numbers. And I I saw the movie and it was like, oh, this is kind of a female empowerment movie. Like that's part of what that movie is. And um people were so excited to see me and they the movie uh changed their life you know so it was like wow okay who am I to say and uh so I think that I really I I love it now (laughs) awesome happy to be (laughs) Polly
0: yeah it's uh, it sounds like everything's going great for you Uh, would you ever consider getting back in front of the camera or would you say the acting days are kind of behind you now
5: I used to say that they were behind me and more recently I'm feeling, um, I'm just feeling that urge again. So, um, I did, you know, I did do one thing 10 years ago with, uh, with Jennifer Aniston directed it and was in it and Woody Harrelson was in it as well. And it was this like little two minute uh, PSA about freeing Burma, you know? And so it was like, I, I, uh, I was really scared to do it because I hadn't acted at all. You know, I hadn't even looked at, you know, I had not looked at sides or a script or anything in a decade. And um, it was really fun. And it was actually good. You know, it's, it's actually good enough. And, um, yeah, so I just uh, I would consider it, you know. And uh, and so it's yeah, it's a, it's a thought in my mind. Um, but yeah, at a a certain point I was like, you know, I fulfilled that part of myself and and now I'm just feeling a little differently, but you know, as you get older, things change a little, you know? Sure.
0: Well, Mandy, um, is there anything maybe uh, coming up for you that we should be watching out for and maybe any other projects we should look for?
5: I know. I don't, I was thinking about that when you asked me and I was like, wow, I don't really have anything to promote. Um, I, uh, I do astrology readings. That's something that I've been doing a lot more lately, uh, with, all of this remote stuff so you could always reach out to me and get a reading um i'm mandy at mandy or um uh what else no i don't i'm i'm working on a couple of things but i never really talk about stuff until i'm actually doing it because you know there's a lot of stop and starts along the way sure um so we'll see
0: Awesome. Again, Mandy, I'm a big fan of yours. And, you know, I love uh, the stuff you've done in your acting career and the stuff you're doing now, you know, helping people out with on the yoga side of things. And again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
5: I appreciate you asking me. I, uh, I looked at your uh, at your page and it was like, oh, this is such a diverse group of interviewees, which is actually uh, what intrigued me about it. It was like, oh, I don't even I don't see, even see a pattern here. <laughs> so I, I like that a lot. So, I appreciate
0: you too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mandy. I hope we can speak again sometime.
5: Okay. Have a great day.
0: And again, that was Mandy Ingber, and uh, you can find out all about her and her yoga philosophy program at mandyingber.com.
3: Lord, you are listening to The Five Count. Out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead The morning's looking, bright. morning's looking bright And your shrink ran off to Europe And didn't even write And your husband wants to be a girl Be glad there's one place in the world Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where people know people are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name.
2: So, and you're listening to The Five Count, which is not about wrestling. Hey, cheerleaders, I got the new cheer. So fab.
3: God.
4: You can keep my kid, you boo, but you will never talk back.
3: <laughs> Let's go
6: back the other way. No, just, just go up and, and talk to him. Are you kidding? I'm so embarrassed. Look at how funky he is. I will never be
4: hit. I'm hot, and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot.
2: Idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give a about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Stop
0: that. Ton's hot, and you're not. <laughs> that was awesome. Welcome back to The Five Count. What a sweet song. Hey, that was our exclusive interview with Mandy Ingber. And you can get all her stuff, her book, her DVD, instructional program, Yogalosophy. I would go check that out. probably
1: need to, Ton, because yeah. you don't
0: seem to be quite as stretchy as you used to be. I'm definitely not.
1: You know, the funny thing is, I've been saying that I need to start doing yoga for like years now, but I don't seem to do it on my own. I keep wanting to like have a yoga partner, but I can't seem to find one.
0: We've had Diamond Dallas Page on the show twice. Why don't you ask him? Well, he's not coming to Mankato just to. He offered to let us uh, just to
1: do yoga before
0: DDP yoga got huge. He wanted us to do it, and we said, nah, no thanks. Now you're kicking yourself. Well, yeah. not kicking
1: yourself because you can't yeah, stretch can. that far, but yeah. you want to kick yourself. I do. I want to kick myself, yes. So sorry. serious. Serious, bummer.
0: On, um, I got another mailbag question for you. Do you really? It's, you're like loaded with mailbag questions tonight. Well, you know, a lot of people tolerate this program. That's And they want to know your thoughts and advice and what makes you tick. All right. And mostly they want to know your thoughts on professional wrestling. Oh, boy. Here's a question from Billy Floyd Shouts. Oh, wow. He says, I may have asked a similar question in the past, but in memory of beautiful Bobby Eaton of the Midnight Express passing away last week, can we get an updated five-count of all-time favorite professional wrestling tag teams? Signed. Bill Floyd shouts Mm. from parts unknown. Mm. Favorite wrestling tag teams.
1: Ton is stumped. I feel like he asked this question somewhat recently. He just said that he asked
0: it, but now he needs an updated one in case things have changed since he asked it last. Ton's list is always changing, rearranging.
1: Could be, yeah. It's a complex man. Top five. With a complex spray tan. I'm going to keep the jumping bomb angels on there.
0: You're always talking about them. I'll allow it.
1: Um, You know, <clears throat> I'm going to go with an unpopular choice, possibly. Are you ready for this? You asking me or Floyd shouts? Gold dust and stardust. <laughs> that was a great one. He'll love you for that. Dude, that was an amazing tag team. I don't care. You don't care. The Rockers don't care. They were awesome. Wow. They were awesome. The
0: Midnight Rockers? Yeah. When they fought uh, Pretty Boy, Doug Summers?
1: Yes, the road warriors come on dude come on obviously the road warriors come on demolition demolition i mean these are all easy. i saw them wrestling Wasika once yeah i was with you and floyd Schultz was there too and his woman lady friend that he was with was very very close to like a half a sheet to the wind style extremely like i was surprised that she could stand it was one of those where you're like, can you? are you really standing up right now? Are you putting even words together? Are you saying words? It was amazing. Like impressively amazing.
0: Hmm. I'm going to pick a team that was not around for very long but had a profound impact on me. Yes, please. That would be the big boss man and yes.
1: the African Dream. Yes, dude. Yes. The Twin Towers. Yes.
0: Loved those guys.
1: That's an awesome choice right there. That's a beautiful choice. How many is that? Seven? I mean, we definitely got five named. We definitely have five of them named right there. I mean, what are you going to say? The Heart Foundation? Of course, dude. What are you saying to me right now if you don't include them somehow?
0: What am I saying? I don't know.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, what is Floyd Shouts even going to say? Oh, the Heart Foundation, they were crap. Like, I can only choose people that were in AEW? No thanks, pal. No God, thanks. See, so You said something
0: nice about Cody Rhodes, and then you quickly went down this avenue and just
1: number one did all the way. I'm just saying, that's. i got to lay it out there on the line. Put it right on out there. What about the Bushwhackers? You can pick
0: those. Okay. Should not, we get the Bushwhackers on the show? Not really my favorite, but you can pick them. What if we get them on the five count?
1: I would love that idea. Okay. I would love it.
0: Can I ask you a serious question? Yes. What sorts of things do you think you loved? Like, um, I don't know, let's say like maybe 10 years ago? Definitely still you 10 years ago. Is that true? Yeah. I thought you were just enduring me up until very, very recently. Three months ago? No. 10, 12 years ago at least. Well, Tun, this is the part of the program where we go back ten years in five-count history. Yes. August 13th, 2011. Quite possibly Ton's all-time favorite episode of the five-count. Really? What happened? Ah, well, it was me, you, and the Dirty Birds. Hmm. We celebrated your birthday. Oh. And we had an exclusive interview with...
1: Musician Tommy Shannon Oh wow Wow that was the time Wow it was on my birthday when we did that Whoa dude <laughs> Whoa dude Wow I don't need. I didn't even remember I was so excited to talk to Tommy Shannon That I forgot it was even my birthday That's crazy
0: In case you weren't with us 10 years ago Tommy Shannon was the bass player For Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble Yes And he played at Woodstock Yes.
1: And he's friends with Johnny Winter. That's really funny to talk about because that was... I I haven't interviewed nearly as many people as you have since you, you know, had a job in commercial radio. But I've interviewed a fair amount, and I basically don't get nervous other than a handful of times like you were trying to explain earlier. And that is one of them for me where I was just like... What if, what if he thinks I'm lame? What if he wants to end it early? What if what if he gets tired of me talking about SRV? Like, oh, Because oh, oh. I was an insane SRV fan for a long time. That's a cold shot. That was ridiculous. Wow. That's awesome. Ten years ago. And every time when someone asks me, like, oh, hey, what's, what's one of your favorites? And then I say something like, oh, well, I interviewed Tommy Shannon. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, it's, I just remembered I like, got to go get my nails done. <laughs> got to get the bed of my truck uh, coated. Got go wash my hair. some undercoating on my car quick. It's No, 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 I had an appointment.
0: It's ridiculous. Is that what women say to you? No, just no, dudes. I'd love to stay, but I got to go take care of the undercoating in my car. No, just dudes. Oh, okay. The women always stay. Gotcha caught in the crossfire what is happening Tom I'll tell you something else I didn't realize this until just right this second it was 10 years ago that the dirty birds broadcast their last show oh wow really does it seem like that long ago no kind of does the dirty birds
1: weird no I think you're right it does kind of seem that long ago that's that's strange to think about That was definitely a completely separate chapter of life back then
0: Maybe we need to get the dirty birds back
1: on the air Like we're not even I feel like I'm way far away from that chapter of dirty birds hanging out And you, and all that But we've been out of the studio for a long time now So that's crazy Ten years ago But didn't Nora end up doing kind of a radio thing in Canada? I think so. You're not still talking with her, like, regularly?
0: No. Most people don't talk to me if they don't have to. What about Emily? Uh, no.
1: What about Stuart?
0: Nope.
1: What the? What?
0: You're the only one who's contractually obligated to speak with me on a regular basis. That's a bummer. You're
1: telling me. All right. But that was 10 years ago in five-count history. Now is now. Today's today, and this is great.
0: And now we're back. Now we're back. Back to, well, people still don't talk to me, but Ton is here because this is his bread and butter. I did sign a contract,
1: it's true. For no money. For no money at all. For 40 years. (laughs) Should have really looked that over. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Live and learn. You know, just embrace it now. Well, I'm glad you're
0: here, Ton, because we've got another exclusive interview, part two of a two-part interview show. Elisa Donovan is on the program. Awesome. From the film Clueless. She was also in several films, uh, also Ton's favorites, like 10 Things I Hate About You, A Night at the Roxbury. All they those have- films where the dog saves things, like Christmas and you know <laughs>
1: Thanksgiving. You know what's really funny? I don't. I don't think so. I, there's a bunch of people in our similar age bracket that I think do remember those films and loved them and thought they were absolutely hilarious. I think I've seen the 10 Things I Hate About You movie, but I don't remember it at all. It wasn't very long-lasting for me. And The Night at the Roxbury, I don't think I even watched. I don't think I ever watched it. And there's there's a ton of people that, that like, that is their hilarious... That's the, the thing. That's, like, the ticket for them is that style of humor. Right? It's, like, that stuff and Zoolander and... Stuff that I've never seen. What's wrong with me?
0: I don't know, man. You listen to too much Eric Clapton.
1: I don't listen to any Eric Clapton at all. I don't no. own a single album.
0: Good. Keep it that
1: way. Zero.
0: Well, let's get to our interview, shall we? Yes. Elisa's well, got a new book out. It's called Wake Me When You Leave. Love Soon it. to be a movie. I love that idea. Well, let's hear all about it. <laughs> And we're on the phone today with Elisa Donovan. You might remember her from the film Clueless. She was also in films like 10 Things I Hate About You and A Night at the Roxbury. She was on the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Today we're talking about her new book. It's called Wake Me When You Leave. Elisa, how are you doing today?
7: I'm great, thanks. How are you?
0: I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me.
7: Of course.
0: Well, you've got a new book out, Wake Me When You Leave. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new book?
7: So this is a memoir about, over the course of a very short period of time, I lost my dad to cancer, my television show was canceled, and the relationship I was in with the person I thought I was going to marry ended. So basically, my entire life was flipped upside down, and I had to kind of rebuild everything and figure out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be, who I was. And through that whole process, my dad started to come to me in these dreams and kind of otherworldly sorts of experiences that really helped me to heal. But it's also funny. It's also a funny book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you go into a lot of heavy stuff in the book, as you mentioned. Was it tough to kind of relive all of this, or was it maybe more cathartic in a way to, to get it out into the world?
7: Yeah, you know, I would say that it was both. In the beginning, when I first started writing it, it was really just because I it was helping me to just function to kind of get my feelings and emotions out. But then over the course of the revisions and having the distance that I have from it, it really became a very cathartic Experience where I felt like I really wanted to share this to help other people. And I do believe it's truly a, a hopeful book and, um, you know, that just shows that when we can come through challenges and great grief and difficulty and come to the other side and, and have a, a fuller and happier life, which is something that was quite revelatory to me.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like the book and the experiences you went through, you know, helped you to get where you are today. Obviously a much better place and you know, I'm sure the book will help a lot of other people out there maybe uh, who are in a bad spot realize, uh, you know, to not give up hope.
7: Yes, and I really think that, you know, when when we're with grief in particular, it can feel so isolating and as though no one no one understands what we're going through and it can be very lonely and um I hope that that in when people read this book, they'll feel m- more comfortable in sharing their own challenges because I think that's really part of what helps us to to move through them is to be able to to process them with with other people. You know, I mean, a lot of the process has to happen on our own. It, uh, you know, you have to kind of walk through the grief yourself. But I just. I hope that people feel more, um, less isolated going through it uh, so that they can feel connected to other people and that we can feel more comfortable sharing these kinds of experiences.
0: And Elise, I've read the book will be made into a film as well, and maybe you'll be directing it. Is that true? Yes.
7: So the film version is in development right now. I have written the script and I will be directing it and we have a great Team as producers, and we are in the process of getting the financing. And um, I will not be acting in it; uh, someone else will be playing me <laughs> <laughs> because for a multitude of reasons. Um, but I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, about you know telling the story in in a visual way, and it will be my directorial debut. So I'm really thrilled about it.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. Are you hoping to maybe transition more behind the camera now, or are you still going to maybe do some acting down the road?
7: Yeah, I would still, certainly. I mean, I'm I'm an actress at at my core, so I certainly don't want to ever stop doing that, but I really do feel a, a strong pull towards this other direction of writing and directing. It's incredibly fulfilling for me, and I feel... I feel that it's really uh, partly what I'm meant to do. So I am excited to continue to write and eventually I'd like to act in some of the things that I write, but this, this first one, um, it just feels important that I focus on, on the directing and the writing of it only. Definitely. This particular story. Yeah.
0: Well, again, now uh, the new book, Wake Me When You Leave is out and uh, soon to be a film and and Elisa, you know, you had your, I guess your breakthrough role, I'll call it, with the, the film Clueless. And, you know, that film has gone on to become, you know, kind of like the Goonies or, you know, E.T. for, for a younger generation. <laughs> yeah. Did you sense maybe that would be, yeah. uh, you know, such a classic when you were making it? You
7: know, that's such a, it's a question that I get asked a lot and it's it's hard to say. I can, I can tell you that it certainly felt as though everything was operating on all cylinders. You know, that everybody was at their best, um, from the actors to clearly Amy directing it, to the production design, to the costumes. So it felt like it was this very well-oiled machine. And But, you know, we were all so young, and it really was the first thing for many of us that was of that caliber. So I think we were just really focusing on the work and, and, and trying to do as good of a job as we could. But as soon as I saw it, the first time I saw it at a test screening, I thought, oh, I think this is going to be quite successful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think a week goes by, I don't hear somebody uh, quoting that movie, you know, saying, you know, something reeks or, you know, whatever. You know, one of your lines in that film?
7: (laughs) (laughs) People usually remind me because I don't remember a lot of the things. And then I'll say, oh, that right, right, right. You know, I don't. uh, So I'm yes, I'm constantly reminded of it. And it's great. It's it's really thrilling to be a part of something that brought people so much joy and continues to.
0: Well, you've been in a lot of films like that and, you know, TV shows as well, Sabrina and, you know, a lot of other roles. You know, not many actors have had kind of that chance to have these iconic roles in both TV and films. That's great.
7: Yeah, I feel pretty fortunate. I have to say, I feel like I hit the jackpot a couple of times, which, as you said, doesn't really happen that often. So I'm, um, you know... Counting my blessings over here. <laughs> and I like the experience on Sabrina. was so lovely. It was like a big family. Melissa is terrific. Um, you know, it, it just, that was a great couple of years as well.
0: Well, I know the book is just out. Is there anything else maybe you're working on or, or something else we should watch out for?
7: I did, sh- I just recorded the audio book, so that should be out in the next couple of weeks. And I did shoot, A show that I'm not supposed to talk about you know they like to not have you not talk about things so that they can make them a big deal (laughs) when they premiere but I will say it's a reality show that will be um, on next year that was incredibly fun and very zany and um, I loved it awesome so that's that's what's happening for the moment yes
0: (laughs) Excellent. Alisa, thank you again so much. It's been great speaking with you, and the book looks great, and I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, on the big screen. Great.
7: Thank you so much, Dustin. This
0: was fun. And again, that was actress Alisa Donovan. Her new book, Wake Me When You Leave, is available now, and soon that book will be made into the film, Wake Me When You Leave.
6: Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the I see
3: Joan Hart from Clarissa Explains It All, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Melissa and Joey. You're listening
5: to The Five Count.
4: Right, baby. Check this out. You're checking out the fire channel. Chococulo, man!
3: Non.
0: It's still The Five Count. Here it is. That was Elisa Donovan. Awesome. Her new book, Wake Me When You Leave, is available now. Soon to be a movie. Soon to be a movie. I can't believe it. A ton. will be soon to be hitting the road. Hey, did you go to thefivecount.com or check out all your favorite podcasting apparatus to download this fine program? Because we just had an exclusive interview with actress, musician, Ellen Foley. Oh, really? She was on Night Court. You probably remember her as uh, the woman who did all the duets with Meatloaf on the Bad Out of Hell album. Yeah. You know? Yes. The one in the car for Paradise of the Dashboard Light. Of course. That was her, Ellen wow. Foley. Wow. She has a new album out. It's called Fighting Words. Fighting Words. Check that out. Again, she- you can get this program. On all your favorite podcast apps. Just go there and download it.
1: Does she fight people or what's the... With words. With words. Yeah. I'm going to fight you with words. That's available now. Huh.
0: Also, Todd, I don't know if you knew this. If you go to our Patreon page, you could also get like another exclusive uh, podcast app feed type thing. Like a second one where you get like bonus shows. Yes. Like early access to the regular show. Oh, yeah. And access to all the classic episodes. And a bunch of other crap. Isn't that something? It's really something. If you love this show or you love tons of chest hair, you should really consider joining us on Patreon. Yes, there's
1: plenty of my chest hair on a very specific program it's called the five count at the movies
0: yeah we sit and watch movies and talk over them and wreck them yes we also play video games and yell at each other and can't get past stage one but you know what do you do we're old people (laughs) the
1: five count co-op our reflexes aren't as crisp as they were when we were nine that's available on youtube yeah man and we're all over the place it's
0: really good stuff Also, the Five Count House Band. Remember those guys? Speaking of stuff that's been dead for 10 years, they're available now on Bandcamp. Yes. Lots of ways to check in with your favorite radio hunks. Bandcamp. Can you see if people are listening to that? Yeah. They're coming in droves? Uh, If by droves you mean like 40 plays,
1: we have drove. They drove right to it. 40 plays is good. 40 plays. That's 40 more plays than some other guy had, than some dork has that lives across the street from here. It's true. 40 plays.
0: I've heard a couple of people comment, I had no idea how awesome Ton was at playing guitar. Wow, no way. And I have no idea why you guys kept on choosing songs that had vocalists who sing five octaves <laughs> out of your range.
1: <laughs> and I said, I don't know.
0: That's a real
1: thing that but We just did that. That is a real thing. I struggled Um, mightily. Let me, so can I look it up right now? Yeah, you can. I mean, we got two minutes left. While tons Googling things, I'll let you know that
0: it's probably a good time of year to start thinking about buying that special ceramic gift for that special ceramic someone by going to com.
1: This is amazing. Dude, I can follow you on there. Why don't you follow me, Tom? Go to Lori Don Ceramics. Follow her on Twitter. Follow me to Lori's on Instagram. Be buying some stuff. That's amazing.
0: Show's over now.
1: Dust, are you telling me people can comment on Bandcamp? No way. Yeah, I think. I don't know. No one's done it, but I think it's a thing you can do. No way. Yes way. Wow. This is amazing.
0: Hey, I want to say thanks again, everyone, for listening and Thanks to Mandy Ingber, Alisa uh, Donovan, Ellen Foley, Ton, all of our patrons on Patreon. Extra special thanks to you guys. I got to say, Ton and I are like an old married couple who have been doing this show for 35 plus years. And you kind of feel like when you do new things for Patreon and you do like the co op videos and you do band camp and you do different kind of stuff to spice up the relationship, it yeah. makes things fun
1: makes it more fun yeah And
0: it's like i want to just drink five more orange juliuses and throw up all over the
1: place and make great radio until i'm dead yeah i'm with you pal i support you doing that that's all i wanted to say thank you so much
0: next time we got a big show i think you think so well probably for like the rest of the year i mean you're booked
1: solid you're gonna be here i'm gonna be here you'll be at The What's Up Lounge, seeing moles. That's going to be awesome. It's
0: coming up next Saturday. It's
1: going to be awesome, right?
0: I can't see how it would be anything else. I can't even imagine anything else. In the meantime, that's it. Hey, if you want to be part of next week's show, you could call or text us at the 5-Count Hotline,
1: 507-519-2030. Call us up, leave us a voicemail, text message that number, anything you want. You can get a hold of us and you can be a part of the program. I'm looking in your direction, Nikki. See you next time. See you.